to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right, let's take a look at the fact that Mormon salvation is a gospel of works. Article 4, the Articles of Faith by Talmadge. Once again, I quote, We believe that the first principles and ordinances of the gospel are first, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Second, repentance. Third, baptism by immersion for the remission of sins. Fourth, laying on of the hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. A 31-page booklet entitled The Plan of Salvation by the Mormon Church states, quote, We consider that enough has been said to establish the principles we have advanced, and we will call upon all to whom these words shall come to exercise faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, to repent of their sins, to be baptized for the remission of them, to receive the laying on of the hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost, and then to serve the God of Israel with all their might, mind, and strength. Bible salvation in Mormon theology is attacked and substituted with an elaborate system of works. Let's take a look at a couple of Bible texts which are very strong on the idea of grace as we continue through this maze. Look at Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 and verse 5. But to him that worketh, what's the next word? Not. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Folks, the New Testament is so strong on this subject that Paul tells us here by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the first thing you've got to do to get saved after you believe you're a sinner is quit trying. You take a man that mixes grace and works, he gets nothing. He gets nothing. You take a man that says, all right, I'll believe on Christ, but I'm also trusting my works, he does not get the benefits of Christ's atonement. You have got to quit trying to earn your way to heaven. But to him, look at it again, but to him that worketh not. Here is the man not trying to get to heaven by his works. But he believes on him, Christ, that justifies the ungodly, his self, his own person. He has to come to the conclusion with God that he is ungodly. That's what you had to do in order to be saved. If you didn't do that, you never did get saved. And I've met folks that profess salvation that I believe really didn't get saved because if you talk to them, they really believe they were never ungodly. You talk to them, they say, well, yeah, I'm saved, but, you know, I think I always was saved. I never was that bad. No, they, they don't understand Bible salvation, folks. Bible salvation abandons all hope of self-effort. In my hand, no price I bring. I come empty-handed. I have nothing to offer. Look at Ephesians 2. And again, I know you know these verses, but let's take a look at them by way of review. 
Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 and verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that... What's the next word again? That word not... There's an exclusion there. And not of yourselves. You've got to abandon all hope of self-effort. And not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Next word. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. So we have no works to boast of in the sight of God when it comes to salvation. Zero. None. Nada. Nyet. Now, there's a great deal of emphasis laid upon Mormon church organization and administration in salvation. And uh, by this next quote, which comes from Mormon Doctrine by Bruce R. McConkie, page 411, you're going to see that the Mormon church effectively has a pope. I quote, The president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints holds the keys of salvation for all men now living because he is the only one by whose authorization the sealing power of the priesthood can be used to seal up men to salvation and exaltation in the kingdom of God. So the Roman Catholic Church is not the only church that professes to have someone that powerful or what I somewhat sarcastically refer to as the fourth member of the Trinity. So does the Mormon church. The very idea that any man living outside of the God-man Jesus Christ could have that much power over the salvation of men is pure nonsense from a biblical standpoint, folks. Now, it might wash with people that are immersed in a religious tradition, but it's not washing with the scriptures, folks. Take a look at John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, speaking to Philip, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible says there is one God and one mediator or go-between between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. No Mormon president, no Roman pope, no other priest, preacher, be they Baptist or Buddhist, makes no difference. Christ is the way, plain and simple. Now, in 2 Nephi chapter 2, out of the Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith had the peculiar idea that Adam fell upward. And uh, we won't go into this in any detail. We'll touch on it in later lessons out of necessity. But uh, Joseph Smith's uh, idea that, jo that uh, Adam fell upward comes from the strange idea that he had about pre-existence and the need to obtain a body to effect salvation. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 once again. Now the idea goes something like this, that in a pre-existent state, we were spirit children up in heaven. And what we needed was someone to cohabitate, produce a body for us, so that we could get into bodies and then continue this progression. 
So the Mormon teaching is there was a spiritual existence first, then a natural or physical existence that came later, and so forth. Now notice what 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 45, says about this very thing. Verse 45, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. Okay, notice what Paul says. Our, our first existence is natural or earthly or terrestrial in the context here that we already read earlier. We have terrestrial bodies, natural existence. That's our first existence. And afterward, verse 46, that which is spiritual, that is the celestial or the resurrection body or the heavenly existence. Verse 47, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, that's our first existence, we shall, future, also bear the image of the heavenly. So, uh, unlike Mormonism's teaching that we started out in the spirit world and got a body later and then progressed later on. And again, remember, there's this sort of continual progression eventually onto godhood and exaltation. Uh, the reverse is true. We start out with the natural body and wind up with the spiritual later on up in heaven. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon. Thank you.